You're listening to Friendlier, the podcast for friends who love to talk, read, and eat. I'm Abby. And I'm Sarah. Today we're going to talk about flexibility. But first, let's catch up on life lately. What's new with you, Abby? I got a new cat. (laughs) Didn't you just talk on our last episode about how you were not going to get a new cat even though you wanted one? No. (laughs) Maybe I did. I don't know. I think you said that Andrew would not allow another cat and you valued your marriage. (laughs) I do value my marriage. And he was annoyed. Mm -hmm. But now he loves her. I just really wanted an orange one. Her name is Cassidy. (laughs) She's really fluffy. I'll put a picture of her on our Instagram. I have no regrets. (laughs) I am glad it is bringing you so much joy. I love it so much. What's new with you, Sarah? I have COVID. No! feel like it was inevitable at some point, and my time has come. So far, no one else in the family has it. I am isolated to my room, watching a lot of Say Yes to the Dress, and also making progress on some things that uh, needed to get done, like going through papers, renegotiating our internet contract, etc., because I really don't feel too bad. I'm glad to hear that. Thank you. Now let's talk about what we've been reading. Abby, what is your latest book? Well, I also recently had COVID and during COVID was looking for comfort reads and I blazed through the Ravenswood series by Talia Hibbert. Mm. These are a series of three romances about three pairs in small town England. The spicy scenes were excellent. Loved the characters. I am a Talia Hibbert stan. I will read everything she writes. And, you know, I had held off reading these because I read content warnings that said that there was past Mm. abuse in the characters' Mm -hmm. histories. And I will make that content warning again. That is part of these books. But it did not take away from them for me. So 10 of 10 would recommend. I read How Beautiful We Were by Mbolo Mbwe. And this is the author that wrote Behold the Dreamers, Mm -hmm. which I really loved reading last year. So when I saw that she had a new book, I knew that I needed to read it. She's a Cameroonian writer, and this is set in a fictional West African country. Children in the village are dying due to contaminated water from nearby drilling from Pexton, an American oil company. The book alternates perspectives between a character from one family in the village and then the children that act as a narrator for the story. Kind of like the Greek chorus a little bit. Yes, exactly like that. There was great character development, thoughtful discussion of colonialism, current Western involvement in Africa, and how hard and in what ways communities can and should fight back. Mm. I would recommend it. I would say that it is a heavy book. And while in some ways it feels hopeful, it really does not look away from the hard. and forces you to confront how the lives that we're living are here because of the exploitation of other people. Mm. Now let's move into our topic for today, flexibility. Let's start by saying if we consider ourselves to be flexible people generally. I would say I am medium low flexible. (laughs) Uh I think I'm really inflexible in some ways, but decently flexible in others. I also don't think anyone would put flexible in one of my top five most dominant personality traits. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> what about you? I don't think people would describe me as flexible either when it comes to these bigger ideas or values or the way that I want to be living my life. I think I'm pretty inflexible. But in terms of everyday things, I think I am pretty flexible. When something unexpected happens, I think I am able to roll with the punches, adjust, reframe the situation in a way that is positive rather than wallowing in my plans being upturned. What are some areas that you find easy to practice flexibility? I find it really easy to be flexible about what my kids eat. Mm -hmm. And that's been true for all of their lives. I just don't see a point to fighting about it. Mm -hmm. I also am pretty flexible about how late Andrew gets home from work. It's clear in our relationship that I prefer him to be here sooner. Mm -hmm. But if I know in advance he's running late, I think I roll with it pretty well. Do you think that's always been true or do you think that's something that as the kids get older, it feels easier to be flexible about? Definitely as the kids get older, but really even pre-kids, he and I worked in marriage therapy on what do I need to be less inflexible about Andrew's work schedule. And what Mm. it came down to was more communication from him Mm -hmm. about what was going to happen. So I'm inflexible about receiving the communication, but once I have the Mm -hmm. communication, I can roll with it. I relate to that. And then the last area where I think I'm pretty flexible is travel-related timing. Mm -hmm. It is really easy for me to say we get there when we get there with trips, Mm -hmm. or we eat when we eat, we find something to do, it'll be fine, it'll all work out. And I think that's a place where I've made progress as well. Do you think you used to plan more things? while traveling and then be upset if they didn't work out or it wasn't so much that it was more that I would hold us to a more rigid schedule even though that wasn't even the plan it's like Mm. I would say oh we need to leave early Mm -hmm. so if we were in the car by 10 I was mad about it but really 10 still pretty early in the day so what's the problem (laughs) Uh-huh. And that was it. It wasn't even that there was like a solid plan and we were deviating from it. It's that I had fake plans in my head Ooh, that uh-huh. I was holding myself to that once I realized that there was no reason to be holding <laughs> myself to that, I could really relax about all of it. Yeah, I love that. I think with travel, I'm pretty flexible because I don't like to plan. Mm. And so there only is flexibility. If- right. There isn't something that you're deviating from, which has its pros and cons, of course. For sure. What are your areas where you find it easy to practice flexibility, Sarah? I think for social plans, I really almost prefer last minute social plans, both Mm. for me and the kids. We try and keep our schedule fairly open. We don't have a lot of activities. And so then it feels really easy to say yes in the moment if someone knocks on the door for the kids or texts me to see if we can get together. And I really like creating a schedule that makes it feel easy to be flexible. And when there are too many things, that's when I feel stressed out. Mm -hmm. When my schedule has all of these things that can't move and I can't say yes to things that come up, that feels very hard and just sad. Like, I feel sad about my life when that is the situation. Mm -hmm. I also like that sort of more spontaneous social planning. 
mm-hmm. and prefer that as well because I get to do what I'm in the mood for that day. Like yes. if we planned a long time ago to do a thing and then I'm like, meh, that thing doesn't sound so great anymore. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. really nice to not have to go and do it. Yes. And I feel that way about meal planning as well, mm. that I want to eat what I want to eat then. So having <laughs> a meal plan where it's I'm eating this dinner on this day has never worked for me because I want to be able to accommodate what I'm in the mood for. And what you said about kids and being flexible about what they eat, I think that is something I've really grown into mm. in the last three years and has uh, taken a lot of stress out of my life now that I don't worry about it. Love that for us. <laughs> like you said, I think I can go along with travel disruptions without letting it affect my mood, as I'm sure everyone who has traveled has had. I've had some very frustrating experiences, some really long delays, but I think I just have really cultivated, uh, eh, can't change it, so might as well get on board, just move forward. <laughs> and I think that is something I've always had, but having so many experiences where things don't go my way and mm-hmm. just realizing that leaning into that makes the experience so much better than being annoyed and frustrated that it is not yeah. what was planned because there's just no changing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you said, throwing a fit about it isn't going to change anything for anyone except Mm -hmm. make it feel worse. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And then I think schedules generally. I am not someone that has an inflexible morning routine. I think part of me aspires to that, to be someone with these more rigid structures. Mm. But it really goes against my personality and is incompatible with my desire to do what I want when I want. (laughs) So I am learning to let go of that aspiration and just say, that's not something that is adding to my life and let it go. On the flip side, where do you find it hard to practice flexibility in your life? I really struggle when my kids do not maintain their early bedtime. As Mm -hmm. listeners will know, I like my children to be in their beds by 7.15 at the latest. I like to be leaving their room by 7.30 at the latest because I want to go downstairs and have adult time. Mm-hmm. And while we've had some later nights lately where, you know, for world games, for instance, where we stayed out to watch the end of something and then got back really late, I cherish those times, but I'm so thankful to be back <laughs> to the bedtime schedule the next day. Mm-hmm. Another one is my own food. So I'm really Mm. flexible about my kids eating whatever. Mm -hmm. Like Pepper would eat macaroni and cheese from a box every day. And when Andrew was out of town, we did that. Mm -hmm. But I struggle so much with food disappointment that if I decide that I want something and then can't have it, it's a whole thing. And this is something that like (laughs) Andrew and I have really been having discussions about lately. (laughs) About Uh him being like, it would really make my life easier if you would be more flexible about what you want to eat. And I'm like, I'm not sure I can commit to that for you. (laughs) (laughs) Really inflexible about that. Mm -hmm. And then another place where I find it really hard to be flexible is my ideals and values. I have a hard time connecting with people who don't share them. 
And I think in some ways that's allowed me to find like-minded people, but I think in other ways it makes me be more judgmental and quicker to Mm -hmm. judge people. And I'm not sure that that is a great way to be. Yeah. I really relate to that one and feel similarly. And I want to have inflexible values, ones that can evolve as I have more information, Mm -hmm. but the things that are important to me, I want that to be reflected in the life that I live and Mm -hmm. not just be something that I say. And I really value that in the people I interact with as well. But then it can feel like a negative force when it leads to judgment in a way that doesn't feel healthy or helpful. Yeah. I also can relate to the bedtimes. We have been more flexible about how late the kids stay up now that them staying up later is often all of us reading or Mm -hmm. doing our own thing in the living room quietly. And that feels great to me. Yeah. I have been struggling with not quieting down once they're back in their rooms. Mm. And I go back and forth because on the one hand, I'm like, they're making these beautiful memories together as siblings. (laughs) They're laughing. They're having their own jokes. They're chatting with one another, and I love seeing that sibling relationship happen. But then also, I find it so grating when it's 9 p.m. and it's not quiet. Mm. It's like I don't even mind that they're not asleep. That doesn't bother me because I think they handle their sleep fine and Mm -hmm. get enough sleep with the schedule that they have. It's something at that time of day in my body cannot take extraneous noise. Mm. So writing this out, it made me wonder if the solution is just for me to get earplugs and move to the back room where I will not hear them as much because it really isn't their behavior that I see as the problem. Mm -hmm. It's my reaction to it. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know how to not feel frustrated. So annoyed, yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. So I'm not very flexible about the quiet past 9 p.m., Mm. I would say. Interesting. I also feel... Not inflexible when my time that I expect for myself gets taken away, but I find it really hard. If I had seen this is the day that I have when I'm home and the kids are at school and I'm going to get X, Y, and Z done, or I'm going to read a book, or I'm going to meet up with someone and then a kid is homesick, Mm. I think I am able to just move forward with the new plan because what else do you do? Right. That's actually what Neil said when we were discussing this episode. He's like, is flexibility even a character trait? I think it's just being a responsible adult. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, okay, I see what you mean there because, yeah, of course I'm going to be flexible. Of course I'm going to stay home and rearrange things. Like I'm not not going to do that. But – I feel a need in that situation to just have a moment of saying, this is really frustrating and disappointing, and then I can move forward. Mm -hmm. But I still need that acknowledgement. You need to feel your feelings. Yes, exactly. And then I'm flexible after that point. (laughs) That seems like a reasonable thing to need to feel some stuff and then be able to Mm -hmm. roll with it. Yeah. Do you think that you've become more or less flexible over time? I think I've probably become slightly more flexible. I feel like my teens and 20s were a mess of me wanting things a certain way and coping badly with not getting them. (laughs) Fair. And really, a big part of that was treating my mental health in my mid-30s. That, you know, Mm -hmm. after I had postpartum mood disorder after Pepper, that I went on Zoloft and I have 
adjusted the dose here and there as needed, but it's really made a big difference in how flexible I can be with things. Yeah. The flip side of that is that I think I've become more entrenched in my values and ideals, Mm. that it feels more important as I get older that I am around people who at least share some of them. Mm -hmm. And whereas before, I think I was more flexible with who I connected with and who was in my friend group. And now I feel like I'm less flexible with who I want to spend my time with. Yeah. I think I have become much more flexible with the kids' schedules. And I think part of this is them getting older, being more independent, and them being better able to roll with changes in a way that was harder when they were younger. Mm -hmm. And I also think it's me feeling less physically and emotionally exhausted from parenting than I did when they were younger. Yes. But I was so strict about their bedtimes when they were under five. We almost never made exceptions for that. If there was something that was later that might have been fun, it was like, "Mm, nope, well, we're just going to have to miss it. (laughs) And now it feels much easier to make exceptions. Mm -hmm. But I also think they can deal with it better. So I'm not sure if it's me changing in response to their developmental needs or also just me becoming a more laid back parent than I was when they were younger or some combination. Yeah, it's probably both. Yeah. But really, I think I've become more flexible about almost everything in the last two or three years. I think it is a combination of having cancer, which just puts everything in perspective Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. really lets you know how little control you have over things. And then the pandemic happened right after that. Uh, So really getting to put what I learned into practice has (laughs) uh, required a lot of flexibility. So I think that combination of these bigger life circumstances, plus my kids getting older and needing less structure, has just made it feel like as a family, we can roll with life a little more easily than we did before. And now being inflexible feels like a way to make my life harder. Mm. And that's not what I need. Where I feel like when they were younger, being inflexible with schedules and certain things did feel like it was a support and made things easier. Hmm. How do other members of your family react when a situation requires flexibility? I think my kids are surprisingly flexible for their ages and developmental stages. And like you said earlier, that you just need to feel your feelings and then you can (laughs) roll with things. We have really tried as parents to have them feel that their feelings are heard, yet not change whatever it is. You know, we're not changing what we're having for dinner because you're not excited about it. We're not changing where we're going because you'd rather go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. We're not changing that we're having cereal for breakfast because you want donuts (laughs) kind of thing. And so I hope that at least some of the ways that we're parenting them are helping them cultivate their own sense of flexibility. But at the same time, really, how flexible is a Mm -hmm. Mm (laughs) three-year-old? I would say less, less flexible than everyone else in our family. But, you know, I see him growing and that's really fun, you know, to see him figuring things out and rolling with something that he would have thrown a fit about the week before. Like, that is really rewarding. (laughs) Yeah. And I do think it's hard to be a kid when there is a lot that you don't have control over. Yeah. Just thinking about food, for example. One of my favorite things about being a grown-up is just going to the store and buying whatever I want to eat. (laughs) And while we try to accommodate our kids' preferences when it comes to food, they just have 
less control over that Mm -hmm. than we do. And I think there's so many things like that as a kid that they get lots of opportunities to practice, I would say. For sure. And I would say Andrew is pretty flexible in most things, though he is 100% inflexible about doing the dishes. (laughs) They Mm. have to be done, which Mm -hmm. is why he is the dish doer in our family. There you go. (laughs) What about in your family, Sarah? I would say like you, I am really seeing how my kids are becoming more flexible all the time. In terms of where they are the least flexible, I would say H is the least flexible around clothing and what he wears, Mm. that he has very strong preferences, and that E is the least flexible about food options. I think Neil is very flexible about food and creature comforts. He's just not a complainer and very easygoing. So even when something annoying comes up, he just takes care of it and moves on. So I would say we're equally flexible, but I need to complain about it more than he does. (laughs) Not for a long time, but I definitely need to say out loud when something is annoying or frustrating Mm -hmm. and then move on. And I think that he maybe does that process internally and doesn't feel the need to include everyone in the family Hmm. the way that I do. And I would say that Neil is very inflexible around his values and what's important to him, which is one of the things I love most about him. That wraps up our conversation about flexibility. Listeners, we would love to hear about how you've become more or less flexible in different areas over time. Let's end as we always do by sharing something we've been eating lately. I would like to share my obsession with cold brew coffee. (laughs) I really like it. I have discovered that I like cold coffee better than I like hot coffee. It just tastes very smooth and refreshing. Even in the winter, I was not having hot coffee. Mm. I had become turned on to cold brew. But I have not figured out how to make it in a way that tastes as good to me. So this is me putting it out there in the world that that is something I'm going to figure out this fall because I do not like having to purchase it, Mm -hmm. even though... I feel like it lasts a long time because I don't have very much every day, Mm -hmm. but I am sure I am capable of making good cold brew coffee and just need to do a little Googling to figure out the tricks and make that happen. Have you tried making it and you haven't been successful? Correct. I have made some in a French press and I'm not sure if it was the beans weren't as good for it or if my technique is off somehow, but it just did not taste as good to me. Hmm. But I'm on a mission. What have you been eating lately? I went to share about my favorite breakfast these days, which Mm -hmm. is the frozen hash browns from Trader Joe's, which I've probably talked about on the pod before. They're like the square hash browns like you can get Mm -hmm. at McDonald's. McDonald's kind. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I cook those in the toaster oven. And when they're almost finished, I fry two eggs so that the middles are still soft. And then I put the eggs on top of the hash browns and cover the whole thing with the Trader Joe's Salsa Authentica, Mm -hmm. which is a very good, salty, basic salsa. And I love it. I love potatoes and eggs for breakfast. So good. Excellent. That's all for this episode of Friendlier. It's been great talking with you, Sarah, and with all of you listeners. You can find out more about everything we talked about today, including what we're reading and eating, in the show notes on our website, friendlierpodcast.com. 
You can leave us a comment there or on Instagram at friendlierpodcast or email us friendlierpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, may your books be engaging, your food delicious, and your conversations friendly. 